Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always. Boss player. Forever. Welcome in to another edition of Franchise Player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels 247 Sports. Hey, bud, how you doing? Hey, Ben. How are you? Good. How are you? How you been? Well, I've been pretty good, I suppose. Um, trying to keep up with all the portal happenings, and I'm a little bit surprised we haven't seen more action. Um, you know, you and I tallied it up before we got on the podcast. There are only three offers out right now. There was a fourth to cornerback Josh DeBerry from Boston College, but he committed A&M yesterday, so he's off the table. So now you've got Shane Hooks, a wide receiver out of Jackson State, very talented, Emmanuel Pregnon, very talented young offensive lineman from Wyoming. Who everybody who, wants. Everybody in the country wants. And then the big defensive lineman from Louisiana Monroe, um, Anthony Campbell. And I mean, he's a six foot seven monster, kind of in the that Tavius Robinson frame, if you will. And um, you know, there's a premium on offensive linemen and defensive linemen in the transfer portal. I mean, you know, from an NIL standpoint, you're talking probably a couple hundred thousand bucks on up into the $300,000 range. And um, that all plays a factor. 
in everything. I think and they're I slow playing it a little bit right now. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they are to an extent. Um, waiting to see who all fleshes out. Um, but that's what we've got at this point. Tywell Malone, Markevious Brown, Elijah Sabatini all got into the portal from Ole Miss yesterday. Tywell Malone and Markevious Brown, um, I think that their entry more points towards negotiation tactics for higher NIL deals, either here or elsewhere. But Sabatini just was buried on the depth chart. Do you expect – how many more do you expect could possibly get in? I, I don't think we're done. Um, I would guess you're probably looking at three or four more, maybe five more. Um, you know, I don't think the Ole Miss coaching staff knows that number for sure. But, um, you know, it's a two-way blade. You know, it'd be nice if we could set back and everybody else's players left. But yeah. ours do too. And, um, uh, you know, none of these guys are going to hurt us as much as the three DBs that left in the first portal period. Um, but, you know, you lose depth. And with Taiwan Malone, uh, you know, you lose a folk hero that uh, everybody loved. Everybody was waiting for him to come around. And, um, you know, it just didn't happen here in either sport. And, you know, being in the portal and still playing on the baseball team, you know, that's an interesting scenario mm -hmm. there. I don't think you'll see a lot more of Malone on the baseball diamond for Ole Miss. You didn't see a lot to begin with. And I think he had 10 at-bats in SEC action. And he was one for 10. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, just it makes – it makes for odd situations. Well, if his when, ask is as high as I've, I've heard it, it is, he's going to have to give up baseball and focus solely on football for other suitors, other schools to give him anywhere close to that. Yeah. Now I it's like agree. decision time for him. Yeah. And again, he's a defensive lineman. It's a premium position. Um, he'll get something. He'll definitely get something. Um, but, you know, I guess in a way you see where Ole Miss football stacked its value. And, um, you know, they have those conversations all the time. I had a coach tell me this, that, you know, if it's something they're willing to pay, they're willing to pay it. If not, they, they wish them luck and tell them to go get, you know, all you can. And some of those guys end up coming back out of the portal going, you know what, this is the greenest grass I'm going to find. And some of them move on. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But as a whole, going back to December till now, you know, the portal has been somewhat devastating to Ole Miss. And again, I go back to the defensive secondary where you lose Miles Battle, Davis and Nick Bignosen, and Tysheem Johnson. That's, that's tough. All three of those guys contributed. Yeah, it's not like if you start to go case by case, you can make the case that uh, Davison hurt, but Miles Battle, oh, yeah, he was more of a, a depth piece and um, he had his moments. He started some games, but you can afford to lose that. But when you start to lose players like that across the board defensively for a group that's already 
trying to uh, bounce back and get reworked under Pete Golden in his first year from Alabama, it makes for a, a pretty tough situation. I mean, we're not even talking about Austin Keys and linebackers. I know Austin Keys isn't um, Troy Brown, Chance Campbell, that kind of level of linebacker, but it's not like they've found that next guy yet, at least what we know so far about Monty Montgomery, Jeremiah Jean Baptiste. You were hoping that you include those guys with an Austin Keys and have a really strong room, but that's part of the portal, right? I mean, you're going to lose guys, especially guys that um, for your team might be depth, but they're going, they're getting better opportunities elsewhere. Like Davidson Igbenosin is going to start at Ohio State. Miles Battle is probably going to start at Utah. And that's going to happen. And when, once you consider the sum of it all, the cumulative total of it all, that's when it becomes devastating. Offensively, they they did great in the portal. I mean, I think they have a top um, – a 10-win a top eight offense, potentially, if everybody plays up to their potential. But defensively, I feel like the numbers have kind of caught up to called up to them as far as what they've lost. Because if it was just Tysheem and Miles Battle, okay. But now that you've lost – those three, Ty Sheen, Davidson Igbenos, and Miles Battle, on top of Marquise Brown, Tywin Malone, that starts to take its toll. It just, it's going to. That's natural, you know. And that's that's the tough thing for Ole Miss right now. Yeah, and 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 I mean, look where they went. They didn't go to some, you know, poor bleeding sister of the poverty-stricken whatever. They they went to Utah, they went to Oregon, they went to Ohio State, and. Um, those are three programs that you can argue are more nationally relevant than Ole Miss right now. So, you know, you could sit there and go all three of them upgraded. If you wanted to say that um, there, they didn't go to Louisiana Monroe. They didn't go to Arkansas state. They went to three programs that are nationally relevant. And um, <clears throat> you know, we're going to miss those guys. I thought, I, th- I really thought we missed them in the spring. And, um, you know, if you miss them in the spring, you're going to really miss them in the fall. Yeah. Well, Zamari Walton had a really good spring transferred in a four-year starter from Georgia Tech. He's going to be really good opposite DeAndre Prince. But they didn't have DeAndre Prince because he was injured all spring. And Markevious Brown was the first one that started those snaps or got those snaps to try to show what he could do. And then by the end of spring, he was seeding snaps to walk-ons and guys you hadn't really heard of before. We were talking about A.J. Brown, who – we weren't talking about it at all coming into the spring and he was getting significant snaps at cornerback, which said more to me about Marquise Brown and their situation in general, because typically uh, had the, had the portal not existed or had those guys not gotten in, that would have been Davis and Igbenosin. That would have been miles battle, right. And, and Tyson Johnson. And that's yeah. where you start to notice it really. Um, and, and for Ole Miss defensively, like offensively, I feel like they could absorb a lot more then defensively, and it feels like the biggest losses for them as, as far as what they've given up in the portal have come all defensively. Because if you were to rank the top, like the 11 starters for Ole Miss football or the top 11 defensive players for Ole Miss football last year, Davis and Igbenosin and Tysheem Johnson would have been in there, maybe even Miles Battle, right? And yeah. for defense that was already bad with them because they didn't have enough depth, didn't have enough of those guys, to then lose them and on top of that lose quality depth and both of these guys could come back. Marquevious Brown, Tywin Malone. Elijah Sabatini wasn't going to play. But the other two, they could come back, uh, but now they're in the portal because they're leveraging what leverage they have to try to get more money. That's part of the, the culture now. And, hey, I'm not begrudging them of that. But when you start to consider the final number now or whatever the final number is going to ultimately be, that's a lot for a defense that was already trying to rebuild off of not a good year. No, that's true. I agree with that. 
100%. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's an SEC West schedule waiting on these Rebels. And, you know, I've seen all these preseason predictions of, you know, I think ESPN had us number 16 in their FPI this week. Um, but that, that formula is flawed. I remember one year they had Mississippi State in the top 10, and they were, you know, not very good. Um, I'll be honest with you. I do not understand the ESPN FBI rankings. I really no, they don't. don't. They don't want you to. Okay. You know, it, it's, they want you to click all, into it to try to understand it. I don't understand yeah, it. At all. It's it's clickbait. It really is. Um, I think it is. But but it's newsworthy. I mean, sure. You know, so we we put it out there. I know you guys put it out there. Sure. Oh yeah. I just don't understand them. Yeah, it, it, that's it, all it is. It's my own stupidity. I don't know. I don't get it. Don't explain it to you, right? You know, I mean, it's it's not like it's AI. It's uh, there's a, there's a lot of human influence in that, and uh, it is what it is. But you know, I can I see Ole Miss winning eight games. Yes, I can. Absolutely. Can I see them winning nine or ten? No, I cannot. Not right now. I cannot no. honestly tell you. They're going to beat Alabama. They're going to beat Georgia. LSU, it, it, LSU Auburn, Arkansas, and Texas Auburn, A&M. Arkansas. That's, that's six losses. That's hard. And I would feel better if defensively um, they were further along. I just feel like they're not there. And, and I don't begrudge them of that. Uh, we knew they were going to have personnel losses. They're, have, they had a coaching change, a defensive coordinator, first year under a new system. And I'm also not – I'm trying not to. I feel like I kind of am. I'm trying not to overreact to the spring. They weren't bad in the spring, but the offense, in my opinion, was clearly better. And guys that needed to step in from the portal and be good from day one just simply were trying – like they were figuring their, their their way out. They were figuring their way into this thing, figuring out how it's supposed to work at Ole Miss, like Mont- Monty Montgomery and Jeremiah Jean Baptiste. Zamari Walton stepped in. He was great, and he's going to be good. But – he was the only one of all of those high-profile defensive transfers that stepped in and was good from Jump Street. Now, Joshua Harris, solid as can be, but not enough. And that's why when you brought up at the start of the show, uh, you know, there was only three offers that we know of right now. And that, and that could just mean that we don't know all the offers that are out. It's not like Lane Kiffin's calling us and saying, hey, Ben, David, we offered so-and-so. That's just not how it works no more. But um, I, I feel like I expected – them to have like double digit offers out by now. And maybe yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and I figured that the majority of them would be defensively. I expect that because I was talking yesterday with Zach on the podcast and I asked him, uh, or no, excuse me, I had an old, an all day Ole Miss AMA on my board, on the Ole Miss Spirit message board. And somebody said, Hey, Ben, how many do you think they'll add? At least six. And six sounds about right, but they're just not there yet as far as their activity, as far as I know. And that is where we're trying to figure out what the approach is, at least early. Maybe they are just waiting back and letting the market set itself and guys get their numbers really handed in front or put in front of them, right? Like what they could actually make at these schools before coming in. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, right now they need help defensively and and they're, they're kind of slow play, taking their time with it, being deliberate, which yeah, I get. And they, they could roll out four portal offers today. Oh, yeah. As far as I know. I mean, but, you know, that's where things stand right now. And, and it's not like they didn't have an idea that these three guys were going to get in. Yeah, and I probably don't feel really good about anybody other than Hooks. I think the wide receiver from Jackson State, um, 
has a spot here at Ole Miss, and he's had it for a while. He had to wait until he he graduated in May from Jackson State to get in the portal as a grad transfer. But, um, you know, I, I, I would say I'd, I'd feel better than 50-50 on hooks and less than 50-50 on Pregnon and Campbell. I felt good about Pregnon early, and then his offer sheet got over 30. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can go anywhere in the country and spend the bottle. Yeah, if um, the right school offers him the right amount of money, I mean, Ole Miss just can't compete with certain schools that have offered him as far as their NIL resources. If he gets the right offer from the right school, and maybe Ole Miss is the right school. Maybe they value an offensive lineman, that starting offensive lineman, over what else they might think they need in the second portal window. But if the right school, who maybe doesn't have the depth issues on one side of the ball like Ole Miss does defensively, decides, you know what, we really need this guy. They, they just have the ability to, to you know, dump, dump the bag on him before Ole Miss can really do anything. So I, I, that's the thing. I don't feel confident about him. I don't feel confident about uh, the edge from ULM only because of what other schools, how many other schools are pursuing them that don't have the desperation Ole Miss does. And I wouldn't call it desperation. I think Ole Miss could be solid enough to win games next year, but they do not have depth of options defensively, and that's concerning. Yeah, yeah. And the roster is not set. Um, you know, there are going to be more guys getting the portal. And what's Lane Kiffin going to do? He's going to look to replace them. So just just hold serve. I mean, I mean, we're uh, – we're all, we all have our eyes on it. Yeah. It's just not percolating like we we thought it would this early in the game. Um, and you were you were talking about spring production. Can can I brag just a little bit? Oh, of course. That's what this I, is for. I have I haven't produced anything this spring, but uh, Eli is the offensive coordinator over at Mississippi Valley State. Uh oh. Yeah, they had their spring game last week and. Uh, the offense produced 480 yards on 54 snaps, averaged eight yards per play. And um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. And and they're up tempo fast, moving the football. Um, so I was happy. I, there you I was go. happy. He showed I'm, me a few highlights last night. And I'm um, glad that Eli, you know didn't come in and say, you know what, as an, as an offensive lineman, we're going to run it down there. No, sir. No. He, he knows. He knows. They're throwing the ball everywhere. They've got good running backs, though, but uh, they're they're throwing the ball everywhere. So, you know, happy happy to say that. Just wanted to brag a little bit. Good. Eight yards of play, Ben. Eight yards of play. I love that. I'm just yeah. glad to know that he's not doing the uh, old traditional offensive line immediate conversion to coach thing where uh, – so, oh, yeah, we're just going to bully him. No, 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 no. He's opening wide open, man. And you have to. Good. Good. All right. Moving Eli's on. The young, isn't Eli the youngest offensive coordinator in college football? In, in Division One, in, in FCS or FBS, yes, he's 24. That is crazy. Yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. And, uh, we're, you know, we're, 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 we're optimistic. We're cautiously optimistic because – you know, doing that against your own defense is one thing, but, right. you know, you've got to do it against Jackson State, Alcorn State, you know, all these other schools you're going to be playing this fall. And, uh, you know, the offense is his, and uh, he's going to get the credit for it one way or the other, right? Yeah, and maybe we're kind of um, – and this is totally off topic from Eli, but uh, maybe we're a little bit overreacting, and the coaches feel differently about what they're 
what they have defensively. I'm not saying they're comfortable, but maybe they saw some things in spring that led them to not be as active early on yet defensively. Um, but it, it is interesting to me of the two two of the three known offers that they've handed out are to offensive players. I thought that was notable. You know, a wide receiver and an offensive lineman. And we knew they needed an offensive lineman, but well, I like the they, receiver room. They they did offer Josh DeBerry from Boston College. That's right. Yeah. But he's off the board. He he took the AM loot and uh will be an Aggie this fall. So, you know, it's been two and two. But you know, the only thing we know for sure. They will not be offering any quarterbacks in the portal. No. That is not going to happen. And, um, you know, here we are. So Liberty running back Day Day Hunter re entered the portal today and Ole Miss pursued Dylan Johnson um, in the first portal cycle and almost got him from Mississippi State, but he ended up going to Washington. A guy like that, he ran for 850 last year, eight touchdowns, 6.6 yards per carry. Guys like that come open, I immediately go, okay, that makes sense. Cause yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, they need they need they need another body in the running backs room. I think. Right. Um, but like running you know, back right, and offensive lineman, that's the offensive positions for me. Defensively, I just thought that there would be a lot more out by now offers. And I'm not saying well, it's I'm not knocking them because again, they could have more offers out. And we just don't know it. It's just publicly, I'm surprised a little bit right now. Yeah, yeah, and you know, looking at that secondary, not that it was terrible, but. I would think that uh, that's where you need bodies at there and on the defensive line. You always got have to build depth. And now that Taiwan Malone has taken himself out of the picture, um, you need for now, another. At least. Yeah, for now, you need another big man. Yeah, and I would argue even with Taiwan, you needed probably one or two. Yeah. Hey, and quickly turning to the high school ranks, um, you have to be living under a rock to know that. To not know that Isaiah Autry is going to Oklahoma. Um, he'll make a commitment this weekend while he's out there. And, um, you know, in, in, in response to that, in the wake of that, you've seen Ole Miss jump in on a couple of 2024 offensive tackles this week. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, but the kid from Itawamba is uh, going to load up and go to Oklahoma. Well, dang it. Yeah. What is it with Tupelo and Itawamba, Fulton, that area? Ole Miss just can't get them. Like Chad Bump is going to state. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss just has so much trouble in Tupelo. Weird. It kind of is. Kind of yeah. is. Um, <clears throat> so why I Oklahoma think, for Isaiah Autry? Well, you know, I, I think a number of things. Number one, I, you know, I'll have to say it. I think NIL. Um, number two is the program of study he wants to study something related to agriculture and you know number three is uh his second or third cousin is marcus dupree oh there you go and um you know it all just kind of added up at the end yeah i know that i know that old miss called him yesterday to kind of make one last ditch effort and it was a good phone call in that um it was hey help me out Tell me what we did wrong. Tell me what we didn't do right. It was it was a learning kind of phone call, and um, you know we'll. we'll oh, move I love on. that approach. That's great. Oh, I think it's fantastic. I really do. I did not expect that to be honest with you. That's a uh, really smart and proactive. Uh, I like that a lot. And well, it brings up into question because last week when we recorded, we were going into the weekend, and you said that Ole Miss was on commitment watch. A commitment didn't happen. Yeah. Were you talking about Isaiah? 
No, no, the kid I was talking about, and I'm not going to mention his name to stave him off any embarrassment, but um, from what I understand, he has a, a personal trainer that um, got into his ear and he did not end up making the trip to Oxford. Oh, God. Oh, even my. though, even though the family was ready, he was ready. <clears throat> this guy got into his ear and um, kept him at home. Okay. All right. So yeah. the ride fell through. We've heard that yeah, before. This guy did not play for Ole Miss. Let me make that clear. Oh. So yeah. that, that's a, that's a new variation of the ride falling through. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Something like uh, that. Kind of, kind of a shame, but um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I knew Autry was coming in, and I knew this was Ole Miss's last ditch effort. You know, to to kind of try to sway him. What you said, yeah. Yeah, and I I knew that didn't happen. And uh, I think he commits to Oklahoma tomorrow. By the way. So who is Ole Miss closest to then potentially landing in the 2024 class, in your opinion? Man, Ben, I, I don't know that I have an opinion on that. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't. I think Shamar Darden over at Tupelo, you know, you mentioned we've had struggles over there, is close, but I think he's been close for a while. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know, and it's hard to know because, you know, Alabama is not calling me. Florida State's not calling me and saying, hey, we, we've got this much money on this kid. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother realm of prognostication, if you will. And um, I don't know. Just don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. The portal's starting to kind of bum me out a little bit as far as how I used to really enjoy college football. <laughs> no, no doubt. Just a little bit. I, I love – I love what it is because it's just money. I know exactly what I need to do to go get a player. But also, man, it's year-round now. We need like three months in a national signing day for the portal because this is just too much, man. I don't know. No, it, it is, and a lot of fans have uh, <clears throat> grown their distaste towards it. Yeah. Um, I saw Tyrone cannot- Matthew, the uh, all-time LSU great, the honey badger, come on and say, I hate yeah. the portal because he waited behind. He talked about Morris Claiborne and Patrick yeah. Peterson at LSU and made him work harder. And I'm not about that. Like, I, I get what he's saying. But uh, for me, it's the mm. fact that a kid goes through spring, it doesn't go his way, or one that could happen. Um, a kid signs in the fall, early enrolls in the spring, and because he wasn't given immediately everything he was promised in recruiting, get in, you know, in the spring portal. It just doesn't make any sense. And a lot of what Ole Miss fans and college football fans in general were kind of what loved about the sport was the whole communal aspect of, oh, these are our guys and we're all in it together. And now it's it's purely hired gun stuff, it feels like. Like there's like loyalty to school. And I'm not asking kids to be loyal to, loyal to their school because I'm asking them to get their money. I'm glad they're getting their money. But that is something that has been lost, right? And I don't know. It just kind of pulls away some of the uh, attachment interest from fans, I think. Yeah. Going to school here or anywhere else has taken a big time backseat. It's not about going to school. And, and I think that's always been an attraction to the alumni and the fans is, well, it's Ole Miss. Jimmy, Jimmy John chose Ole Miss just like I did. Yeah. 
And now it's Jimmy John chose where they're giving him the most Benjamins. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a shame. Yeah. That part it, of it. And also it's like when a kid, it, it used to matter. A high school recruiting, the signees used to matter. There was a holiday in February that, that was celebrated because the kids that, that a school signed, they were locked into that school. Now I'm glad they have freedom of movement to leave, but now it has de-emphasized or completely eliminated, um, what the significance of those signees the first time they sign with a high school or sign out of high school with the college, like Arch Manning going to Texas in the old days, that would have been absolutely devastating for Ole Miss fans. But I've been saying it since he committed to Texas, like, Hey, go to Texas. If it doesn't work out for him, he'll transfer and go to Ole Miss. I mean, that's just what it feels like. You can do that now, but it, it it's removed a lot of what was really fun about this sport. The absurdity of national signing day was a lot of fun. And I, I hate that it's gone now. And and to, that's when, when people start talking about guardrails and figuring out how to structure the NIL landscape and windows and all this kind of stuff. And however you can do it to get that part of it back, because you lost the one big unique thing that you had in National Signing Day and the celebration of it in an off time in February when no one, like you were the only sport in town, the only event in town you covered, like you got all the coverage all day on ESPN and everywhere, right? Yeah, and you know where this is headed. This is headed towards a players' union. Um, and free agency. And free agency and TV contract money sharing. Yeah. And, you know, right now, <clears throat> the schools aren't really concerned because you know how much of Ole Miss's budget is used for NIL? Zero. And that's the same at, at every school in America. So – I think the impetus to create change is going to be when the players get 50% of the television money and the school doesn't, or the players demand a portion of the ticket sales and the schools go, wait a minute, that's tapping into us. We've got to change this because right now the school's playing with other people's money. They're playing with your money. And, um, you know, there's a couple of pitfalls on that front because, if I've given $100,000 to the Grove Collective to go get a wide receiver, and wide receivers probably cost more than that, um, and he's not on the field, I deserve a phone call from Lane Kiffin to tell me why. And I deserve an audience with Lane Kiffin for me to tell him otherwise. Because See, I'm not mad at kids. I'm not mad at coaches. I'm frustrated right now by the NCAA who are, they call themselves the guardians of the game. And yeah, yet here we are. Crap. Yeah. They're not guarding crap. Nothing. I mean, you're, you have kids getting in and, and I'm not going to say any names, but Ole Miss kids have gotten in a, a handful of them, this portal cycle, two portal windows now um, specifically to get or negotiate, renegotiate NIL deals, new NIL deals with Ole Miss and have gotten that. And yet none of it's performance-based. Contracts and, and committed money, typically, I mean, we don't just give money, none of us do, just give money out of the goodness out of, of our hearts, except if you're going to give to, like, you know, um, great causes. Like, we're not just going to give Ole Miss $100,000, say, hey, man, go do what you need with it. And you not have any return? input? No. Yeah. No. It's typically performance-based and everything else. Coaches will tell you that. Coaches will tell you, you know, yeah, we're, we're doing this with booster money, but I mean, 
also comes booster influence with that. And, you know, it's, 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 it's madness. It truly is. And it is not happening at every program in the country. It's happening with every program that we're concerned about, but you're not having NIL battles at Louisiana Monroe or at Ball State or, or, or other Division I schools lower level like that. And I guess that's why we call them lower level. But the coaches don't have that headache to deal with, and like here. It's an unbelievable amount of new and added pressure on the coaches. And I, I don't think that's fair with the system. But the colleges and the universities are setting back, and, and folks are playing with your money. That, that's the bottom line. That's what's yeah. going on. It's your money buying players. It's and, like Tyrone uh, Malone got money to sign with Ole Miss, and did he feel, fulfill his obligation, or uh, did, did he return on the investment that was made in him initially? No. no What's no. the recourse for that? Nothing. There is no recourse. Yeah. yeah. If, but if a guy doesn't perform, he signs a four-year NFL deal with a new team. Um, there's out clauses after year one or year two if the performance isn't there. I mean, that's yeah, fine. you might have to buy him out for a little bit or something like that, but that's all, you know – that's all negotiated. That's collectively or, bargained. Or if it's discovered you're a serial killer like Aaron Hernandez, you know, they cut you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, there are ways out, period. There yeah. are no ways out of this NIL stuff other than you looking at a kid the next year and going, yeah, it's not here for you anymore, and the kid leaves. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only out. There's no advantage. There's no way for you to recoup your money. And – um yeah, and, and I don't necessarily think there should be. Um, you know, you agree to pay somebody something, you pay them and you move on. And there's just a lot of that happening now in this game that we all grew up on and loved. And I still know, love it. It's just good grief, NCAA. Where are you? I mean, when you got kids like depth piece guys like at Ole Miss and everywhere else getting in and asking for two times double what the starter in front of them is making in IOYs. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it makes the SMU Pony Express scandal look like a fortuitous uh, effort. They were ahead of their time. Yeah, they were way ahead of their time. Hi, this is Kevin Kessinger, former Ole Miss baseball player, son of Ole Miss Hall of Famer Don Kessinger, and dad to Ole Miss All-American shortstop Gray Kessinger, and your local community banker with BNA Bank. BNA Bank has invested 125 years in our communities, and we know the needs of North Mississippi businesses better than anyone. As a commercial lender with BNA Bank, my priority is Oxford, and I'd love to help you and your business with any lending needs. Visit www.bnabank.com to learn more. BNA Bank, local, invested, modern banking. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Ole Miss fans, the 2023 Ole Miss football season will be here before you know it. And season ticket renewals, it's time. They're due March 31st. Renew now by logging on to your account at OleMissTix.com. That's OleMissTix.com. Or by calling the Ole Miss ticket office at 662-915-7159. And excitement is building around Ole Miss basketball. And the Ole Miss ticket office is currently accepting new season ticket orders for men's and women's basketball. Current season ticket holders can renew starting July 1st. So go to OleMissTix.com. That's OleMissTix.com. Or call 662-915-7159. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. 
Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. There's no rules to it. No, there's nothing no really that's like enforceable. 
you know. Well, here, here's the deal. Even if you started capping things that you could pay, somebody's going to cheat and go over the cap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No matter what cap you put on. So you might as well say no cap, no rules, go get them. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Because in the NFL, the NFL, like there's tampering penalties and um, teams can be, you know, fine for going against the rules and stuff like that. What, what, what are those? Like, I would love to know who, I don't even know who to talk to at the NCAA to ask the question. It's like, what are the rules in place? If, if say Ole Miss, uh, you know, just decided I want to dump whatever amount of money over, uh, what's been allotted or something like that. Or like Ole says, we're going to pull from the loyalty foundation and do this. I mean, who's just tell them no? Who's to tell anyone no right now? That's what I'm saying. Like there are no, it, it's no holds barred in this thing. And that's well, what's I mean, crazy. Come on. The first thing we do here is delay a stadium expansion project and rebuild yeah. and basically tell people donate to the NIL. Oh man. I, I mean, I mean, it's true. You know, there's not going to be a triple deck to Vaughn Hemingway now. There was. Remember that grand party right before the Sugar Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to triple deck the home side, new press box. Everybody's going to love it. It's going to be wonderful. And literally three months later, no, we're not going to do that. We're, we're, we're putting that on pause. Well, I, I bring up Markevious Brown and Tywin Malone because, I, like, this opinion of mine has really kind of – bubbled up to the surface over the last eight hours or however long it's been since we've really been able to digest this. And I, I've heard from countless people now that they're mostly getting in to renegotiate, which awesome, good for them. Use the levers that you had in, from an individual basis, but also just the absurdity of that <laughs> made me go, wait a second. I love the portal, but hold up, hold up. Really? Mark Evius Brown, what are you going to be asking for? Like you went into the spring, they gave you the first team reps. You're already making money. I'm not trying to bag him, but like you started seeing snaps to walk-ons because of your play, and then you get into the portal because you're upset by that. Yeah, I you know understand who, it. Who, Do it for uh, you, but like, what, what's the school's not protected at all? You know who predicted this about a year and a half ago? Lane Kiffin. He did. He called he it. He said it's coming to where guys are going to come in your office and go, Coach, I'd like to stay, but so and so is giving me this. What can you do? And and it's here. It's happening. And, and again, I'm not indicting the kids for that. Go get it, man. Go yeah, get it. Because- I'm, I'm, this is not a knock on the kids at all. It's just with anything, there needs to be guardrails, real guardrails. And right now, Ole Miss, the school that you grew up rooting for, we're all in it together. These are our boys. They picked Ole Miss just like I did back in the day. Uh, this is my team that has been lost and what could help kind of recreate that. You wonder why, you know, fans are, uh, are more disengaged than they ever have been. Uh, you can rebuild that by protecting the schools, which is what the guardians of the game are supposed to be doing. Cause right now uh, the schools have absolutely no real leverage in terms of keeping kids retention of talent, retention of depth. Um, there's no, there, there's no way for like, they're not protected anyway. When they're negotiating, there's no language they can put into contracts that are performance-based or anything to that nature, and that makes it impossible for schools to really have any leverage. Because when you get really strip it down and get down to brass tacks, the players can do whatever they want. They can get into the to the portal and say, hey, I want $200,000 right now. And, yeah. I mean, it only takes one school elsewhere to say, oh, sure, we can do that. <laughs> Sure. Well, well, I mean, let me ask you this hypothetical question. 
purely hypothetical. Purely hypothetical. Quinshawn goes out and runs for 1,700 yards this year, scores 20 touchdowns. He's more than capable of doing that. Sure. Um, what does his roughly 800K NIL go to next year? Yeah, because he's going to – I mean, he almost got into the portal this year. Let's just Correct. be real. Because of money. And I don't blame him. That's the leverage he has. And he earned that. But I'm speaking about the ones that haven't earned it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but 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 how much does Ole Miss pay a guy – who is definitely going to be a first-round draft pick, mm-hmm. who will have ran for over 3,000 yards in his first two years here, virtually on every school rushing record, at a school where Deuce McAllister played. Um, K.O. <laughs> Dotley once ran the ball here. Um, Dexter McCluster. Dexter McCluster. How much is he worth? And then yeah. as a school, you have to consider, because you have to build out a whole roster, Right. And if it gets too high, and this won't happen with Quinshawn, they'd pay Quinshawn what he needed. But if a player like that, you have to, well, you got so-and-so and so-and-so, and they're only making this, and you really need this much for the defensive line in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. it's a weird – it's a weird – because, like, what college athletics were built on was that that sense of community, and we're all in this together, and this is my team and my guys. And when it becomes purely transactional – I mean, they've got to find a way to recreate that. Does the NCAA and and how they do that is protecting in some way the schools, not saying like you know, oh, we're capping it at a hundred thousand dollars, whatever, but give them something. Like if it isn't performance based, I don't know what else you could do. But good grief, give them some negotiating leverage to where kids can't just because they're upset about their place on the depth chart after spring jump in in May and say, give me this. You know, the other thing, too, and you've been doing this a long time, just like I have. Do you remember back in the day, you could ask a kid, okay, so you're from Mississippi. You grew up in Mississippi. Were you a state or an Ole Miss fan? And they were going to answer one or the other. One or the other. It doesn't happen anymore. It's not that way anymore. No. No, man, I I grew up pulling for Florida. I, I like orange and blue. It's because of TV. They can watch any team anywhere in the country every weekend. And the state borders, they matter not anymore. None. None at all. And, I mean, look at Ole Miss. Our quarterbacks from from Utah, our running backs from Alabama, our tight ends from Minnesota. I mean, it it doesn't matter where you're from anymore. That point of it is I'm fine with. I I like expanding the uh, reach in that way. However, um, it is lost when, you know, Jeremy Liggins is a good example. Played in the backyard, went to LSU. That was devastating. That, that all of that, the whole like recruitment of Jeremy Liggins, which was anger and like you really like viscerally, you were you had a real response and opinion about Jeremy Liggins going to LSU. You know what I mean? Like you were invested yeah. in that and that yeah, investment that, emotionally. That's gone. Yeah, that's it's gone. 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 That's the same way, like uh, you know, and and I hate to bring up my son again, but when he he hit the portal. He was castized, ostracized, abused here in Oxford. Now, it would have been a pat on your back and wish you luck. Mm-hmm. And that was just three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, the whole landscape ago. has changed. And um, that's why it makes it hard now as we record this podcast on this Thursday, April 20th, 2023, coming up with the portal strategy right now. 
I frankly don't know. I don't know. I, and I don't feel ashamed or embarrassed to admit that because you can talk to any number of people and sources within the program that you would get information from. But even they, there, there's like this sense of, you just don't know. Like you don't know what the environment is, what the market is. It's so individualized. Well, this player got in and we thought we'd be negotiating at this level and now it's turned into this. There are just so many dynamics at play that no one really has a good hold. Even I think Lane Kiffin is like, well, how, how are we doing with the offensive lineman from Wyoming? Well, he started out with five offers at, you know, 60 K a piece a year. And now it's turned into 30 offers and God, somebody might be willing to pay him one thirty. you know, um, yeah. the, in, like it's in daily, it, all of those dynamics change. So like no one and have a good idea about what the strategy is. I think it's, let's just see what the market is, see where we are, what we have, what we need and let it weigh out, let like let these guys set their market value, and then we can really formulate a strategy. I think right now, the problem with this portal window is it's so much shorter, you know? Like, that's the problem is that, like, waiting is going to be hard, but you kind of have to because you just don't know. You don't you don't want to commit, you know, if you've got $200,000 left to spend, you don't want to spend one hundred thirty on an offensive lineman when you need probably four players at four different levels on defense. No, that, those are all good points, and – you know, it is. It's a short period for these kids to enter. But don't forget this. I mean, Lane can add players all through the summer out of these kids that enter right now. It's not a window for them to commit. It's a window yeah. for them to get in. That's so, a good point. You know, this will be something that will stretch into the hot months. and. Uh, Which, again, yeah. that's 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 something I don't, I don't like that. I just don't. <laughs> Year-round shit is just – I don't like it. I don't. It yeah. doesn't make sense. It hurts the school. It hurts the players, quite frankly. No, I get it. I, I totally get it. But and it definitely hurts the fans. And I, I'm concerned about the fans right now. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm concerned about? I'm concerned. Look, we have a great group of older fans. Okay. Older, I mean, my age and, and, and up. Heck, I think my age, you know, 37 to 44. Yeah, and maybe so. But these younger people, Man, there's so much else in the world to entertain yourself with mm. that I'm concerned that the fan base may dismember a little bit as some of us older people get even more older, if that makes any just, sense. Just, yeah, just put it that way, because I don't want to get morbid on this thing. Yeah, we're not going to get morbid, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a reason to be concerned. Yeah. You know, you're you're having to really beat the drums loud to get an effective student section there. And um and that's I'm not getting on the kids, but you know, there's a lot in this world to spend your money on. And you know, exactly. And those kids you're saying, all right, you're coming out of college, new fan, we need some of your money to buy your football team. That's fine, right? But a lot of them, what is the return they're going to be getting on that investment? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. And then, hold up. <laughs> hold up. But, you know, like, wait a second. Hold on. I'm making, out of college, I'm making $55,000 a year, right? Um, you need me to give you, yeah, that's a good job, straight out of college. Uh, you, you need me to give you two grand, all right? If I give you my two grand, and the player that I want to buy 
comes to Ole Miss, but does nothing and transfers out again. What happens to my two thousand dollars? Yeah, it goes with the player. Do I even get uh, a thank you note from Lane Kiffin? Nope. Anybody? Nope. Like what? What do I, do I get something? No, I can frame? because the, the, the schools officially aren't involved with this. Exactly. That's their get out of jail free card. Oh, this Taiwan Malone Marquis Brown about, thing. Oh. I'm not just talking about Ole Miss. That's all across the country. Okay. The University of Alabama is not putting one penny in their own NIL. You are. And that's uh, that's kind of how it's set up. It's going to change because these kids are eventually going to get smart enough to go. The money is in the TV contracts. We've got to get a piece uh, of the TV contracts. Oh, I don't like that. I just oh, uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, a hundred percent. All right. So this okay. weekend, Ole Miss baseball, the number one team in the country, LSU comes into town. I feel like Ole Miss baseball is out of time already, um, especially losing in the way they did at Mississippi State. Have not beaten Mississippi State in a series since 2015, which is beyond ridiculous at this point. I understand that they were seven and fourteen and won a title last year, and they they get the benefit of the doubt because of that. However, this is bad. Uh, assuming that the season continues like it has. And they lose to LSU this weekend. Um, all of these things happen. What is the like expectation and just general program vibe and opinion and how Mike Bianco should be considered and, and looked at? Because like this is the nightmare scenario that they win the championship and Mike Bianco, who was on the hot seat last year and was getting fired before they became the last team into the NCAA tournament, uh, then had this year. I mean, are you just suddenly right back to where you were going into last year? Feels like it. Doesn't it? It kind of feels like it. You know, Mike's had some tough injuries. Look, Hunter Elliott, we said it last time, he'd be worth 10 more wins right now. Not that he'd get all those victories on the mound, but other people would be available for other situations if Hunter was out there giving you one good weekend, one good game a weekend. And we don't talk Um, enough about losing Josh Mallett's as closer. Oh, you're right about that as well. You're right about that. I mean, so, you know, in that sense, Mike has been snake bit this year. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you're almost in the same spot. But, you know, he's got that big national championship trophy now. He's done it. He's reached the pinnacle. And um, you better think twice before you uh, kick him to the curb. Not saying anybody's even thinking that. They're not. No, it's just but, you have to look at the like what all is like the entire resume. And this will be going into May, assuming they win. Let's say they win two more SEC games going into May. Um, that will mean that in the last two Mays combined, you had won by May 10th, 13 combined in the last two years without the com- national championship. Oh, yeah, there's no way he makes it. So it becomes complicated. This is the nightmare. This is what people asked me after Ole Miss won the national championship. Mike Bianco is the winningest coach in Ole Miss history, regardless of sport. He's one of the greatest Ole Miss coaches ever. But he was being fired last year. And they got into the NCAA tournament. They made their run. And one of the first questions when I got home from Omaha, the euphoria has has kind of relaxed a little bit. You're just kind of soaking in what's just happened. And I'm going to lunch, and one of the first people I see every single time I go to lunch they ask me about Ole Miss stuff, well, I guess Mike's here forever, right? <laughs> Um, and then he, then they, then they say, but what if next year they're just bad again? 
And I didn't know how to answer that. And I don't know how to answer it now um, because you know he what? does deserve credit for the national championship. It's a national championship. He accomplished the goal, but they, I mean, I did not expect them to be this bad. Injuries have tanked this team, especially with pitching uh, offensively. They've been good enough to win games, but what if they're bad again well, next year? Well, you know, if they're bad again next year, I mean, they're going to lose at least seven of their starting nine in the field. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. If they're bad again next year, uh, you know, you suck it up, you put on your red and blue, you keep going to games and you keep cheering because, you know, what's, what's the alternative? You want to be, become Auburn? State. Where you fire coaches right after winning national titles? But State, um, State's going through it with Lamonis. Yeah, they're going through the same thing. They definitely are. Um, you know, Maybe I, you just I did, wait, wait to see how State handles it. I don't know. <laughs> well, Maybe you do, but Mike has spent his career here at Ole Miss. He took the program to the pinnacle, and um, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. But like, and I think he deserves to retire here. Yes, I do. Do you actually want? I mean, play this scenario out. You know, you fire him. You're not firing Mike Bianco. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, but but play it out. You fired for. There are people that want him fired. You, if you fire him, and let's say he gets the head coaching job at pick a school, Baylor, and he goes to Baylor and wins another national championship. Or just goes to Omaha. Yeah. How's that going to make you feel? Yeah. I, I mean, so what you do is you – And then, like, how are you viewed when you're when you're trying to hire the, the replacement for him, right? Oh, you're firing yeah. a head coach, the winningest coach in your school's history – and y'all won a national championship however many years ago. That guy? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, at Ole Miss, yeah. I'd like to think we're not Auburn. Okay. We're 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 not gonna fire Gene Chiswick right after winning a national title. Um, and I, you know, some people may think that's a a loser mentality, but this you know, is my this is my feelings toward it. This is now my answer for my own questions. Why I bring it up. All right. I feel like the national championship earned Mike Bianco at least a five-year kind of whatever happens, happens. But in five years, if after those five years you haven't been back to Omaha or it's the same old, same old, or it's been like this, back-to-back bad regular seasons, then the conversation becomes, okay, how do we how do we retire him and give him his due and his honor um, on the way out? That's five years. But that's what – I guess you got to ask yourself when saying, hey, what, what, what about the Mike Bianco thing? I mean, they're bad again. Okay. What did the national championship earn him as far as an extension for, you know, his Ole Miss career? Um, I, I, it, lifetime, if you won like he previously won every single year with the national championship and you're still going to the postseason, but they're not going to the postseason. They're 3-12 and 12 in the SEC, and I understand that they lost Hunter Elliott and, and Josh Mallett's their two best pitchers in the most important spots on those staff, on that staff. But what if they go 3-12 and 12 this time next year and then 3-12 and 12 again? I think, you know, that would be three, four years into after winning, then there's a conversation to be had right now. I, I chalk it up to this season was tanked because they lost what they lost. Two guys they just could not lose, Hunter Elliott, Josh Mallets, and they lost both of them because of what they had behind them. They had unproven yeah. talent in the bullpen and in the rotation, even though I love Xavier Rivas. I think Xavier Rivas is going to keep getting better and be a key cog for next year. Uh, but next year I'm concerned because they're replacing almost their entire starting nine in the field. Yeah, and, and and one thing you can rest assured, 
Mike Bianco is not going home and laying his head on his pillow and worried about his job right now. And uh, he shouldn't that, be. And he shouldn't be. And he shouldn't so, be. So, you know, this conversation we're having, it, it's not premature because, you know, they, they are sucking right now. And also uh, we get the question literally every day on the message board, it feels like. Not literally, that figuratively, but it feels like we – Get that question every day on the board. Like, what the crap? Oh, this might be. Oh, it's you not know, on yours. It's on mine. I promise. Oh, for sure. You. Every day. And, um, you know, I, I I was accused two days ago of Uh-oh. of being afraid of asking Mike Bianco tough questions. Yeah. And. Um, Ole Miss Rebel I Chuck did. on our board. Do any of the reporters on this uh, thread, I don't know this thread, I guess he meant on uh, the beat, have the cojones to ask yeah. Mike Bianco why he can't win a series against our in-state rival. It's every day. Yeah, yeah, we, we were getting the same stuff, and I had to explain to the guy, I said, well, first of all, I don't cover baseball. I Second of all, I, uh, I haven't even talked to Mike Bianco since Jared Redding was hired. And third of all, thanks for questioning my manhood. Um, I just yeah, did like a Curb yeah. Your Enthusiasm gif of uh, Larry David talking about his penis. So you're, oh, I like that. yeah, yeah, Larry yeah. David. Yeah. Okay. I missed the one where he talked about his penis, but yeah. Yeah. But, but the point is the same. It's uh, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, he's earned that. That's what the title at least earned him is that. Um, but if again, this time next year, then it becomes, well, this is a pattern. And it's from a decision well, standpoint. It, 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 it's a pattern that we live in a society now that everything is instant gratification. Okay. Oh, it, it, everything is usually one-sided in an instant gratification deal. You know, if, if Lane calls a bad football game, you know, we've got those that want to fire him afterwards. Uh, you know, the same thing with yo, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've read on my message board. She can recruit, but she can't coach. She needs to hire an assistant to help her with the X. No, I mean, look, she coached this team to the sweet 16 this year. She can coach. You don't get hired at this level if you cannot coach. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, wait, 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 wait a few months. Chris Beard will have his first negative comments up as well. I just want to see Ole Miss baseball pull it out this weekend and make another run and get into the postseason. That's what I want to see because I feel like the offense has been good enough all year, even though they've been frustrating. But still, I think good enough to win games, make it to the, play, to the playoff. Especially after the LSU player says there won't be many beer showers this weekend in Oxford. Dang, that was kind of kind of oh. kind of tough right there. Oh, wasn't it? see, that's like that old college athletics attitude. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I want to see Peyton Chatney come out, hit a bomb, and then like look straight to the dugout and pour his own friggin' shower. It'd be awesome. There will be that. beer cups in right field. I, I promise love that. you. It's going to be a zoo out there, a circus. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man. And and you got the concert in the vault. Who is oh, that? Yes. Like the original Kiss playing this weekend or something? Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Do you really like Kiss? I love Kiss, yeah. That's, we've talked about this. I, I've never gotten the appeal of Kiss. Oh, I, I think they were so ahead of their time. And Here we go. In terms of showmanship and everything. Brilliant, but um, do you like Morgan Wallen? I, I honestly have never heard a Morgan Wallen song. Same I feel here. old. Same I here. Old. And, and and I know there are 
tons of people out there who love Morgan Wallen. And there's still tickets available. And I know a lot of, like a lot of my friends come up to me, you know, when I'm out on the T-ball field coaching my kids say, Hey man, can you get me Morgan Wallen tickets? I I guess I need to listen to Morgan Wallen. Have I gotten old? I asked my wife and she, she said what you said. He's a country singer, but two shows Saturday night and Sunday. Yep. And Ole Miss baseball against number one LSU. Just win that series because I don't want to have the Mike Diego conversation anymore. I thought it was over and done with. And now you're telling me we're already bringing it back after national championship. I know this year has sucked, but I'm chalking it up to injuries more than that, more than anything else. Two guys they could not lose, Hunter Elliott and Josh Mallison, they did. This has been Franchise Player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Been on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. He's David Johnson at, in, at Rebels247, inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. I enjoyed it, man. Go enjoy Morgan Wallen. Rock and roll all night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.